0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive, and time consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate.
1: Good morning, Zoomers. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show on this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm glad you're here to join us. Myself and the world famous Ted Walsh in. of course. Good morning, Ted. How are you today? Morning, Jason. Morning, all. Hey, it's a
2: big day tomorrow in this country, of course. It's election day. I heard. Don't forget to go out and vote. And I, I don't want to be one of these preachers who tells you that you have to vote, but you, you should vote. I mean, it's sure. It's, it's, and if you want to spoil your ballot, Spoil away. Well, you're right. Get your butt out there, or maybe some people have already voted because there were advanced polls, and you could have yep. voted by mail as well this year. So, and it's something weird. I'm. I'm this is going to be interesting because they're they're giving you a pencil when you go to vote, mm. but it's a one use pencil.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I don't know. Does that mean that that when they give me the pencil and I mark my X or check? I can't remember. Well, I think it's an X. Does that mean I have to throw it in the garbage, or one-use means can
1: I keep it? I think most of the pencils in my house are also one-use pencils, Ted. Why? We don't use them very often. And who uses a oh, pencil? I well, I don't uh, For Occasionally. For maybe the, the crossword.
2: Well, when, uh, no, I don't use a pencil.
1: Oh, look at you. I know. Mr. Confident, well, Mr. No. Crossword Confident. M- Mr.
2: Stupid sometimes, <laughs> because sometimes I find myself having to write letters over, or that turn that E into an L.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, you mentioned uh, the election, and yeah. not that we're going to get political or anything, because we're not, but I've I got to tell you, just guess who... Uh, that's who I was talking to the other day, speaking of the The election. prime minister. Yes, as no, a matter of fact. No, seriously? Yes, I was I was carefully advising him on uh, his future policies when he, he made a campaign stop in New Market, and I can't believe that we well, got okay, in. Okay,
2: what was it? The, was, was it just like a campaign rally, or was it an event that he attended?
1: I don't know. All I know well, why is- Why you there? On short notice, it, it hit the local news somehow that it was happening uh, You know, hours, literally hours away- and I happened to know the owner of the restaurant that he that was selected. So I said to some friends, you know, chances are pretty slim here, but let's let's give it a try and see if we can get in and uh, be part of this this rally, this uh, this stop. I've never been to one before, and we got in. I couldn't believe it. There was, I mean, needless to say, security and police and more police and a lot of people. It was a beautiful day, so there was a great turnout. Very, <laughs> how do I say it? Very. um, Eager participants, very eager attendees, mm-hmm. boisterous, boisterous, in, in 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 more ways than one. Uh, but anyway, so... Wait, we, were, they,
2: it, were they violent? Because they no, were or at no. one stop in mm-hmm. London, they were throwing rocks yeah. at them, No, not that I, I saw. Which is not cool.
1: I saw no violence, I'm happy to say that, because that's not cool. Um, the security, of course, was tight, they did a good job of, of taking care of our of our leader, mm-hmm. Um and yeah, when he got to my table, because we had to sit down, that was the rule. You had to be seated at your table. And he we promised he would go around to everybody, and he did. Uh, it was it was busy and loud, and he had the local um, MP with him there to, that he was uh, supporting. And I think the mayor was there, if I'm not wrong. And anyway, I just uh, gave him a couple um, ideas when he came by, and it was. <laughs> what do you mean you gave local, I don't want to. I don't want to do get into it right now. But 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 I do, I will say this: I encourage him to. Um, Get those two Canadians in China released that yeah. have been there for about a thousand days now. Over a thousand days now. Yeah, I knew it was close to that. Yeah. So I did, and he said we're working on it. So that was one. Oh, of them. I
2: hope so. I hope so.
1: I, I I think he took it under consideration when. Uh, now we were you, were you did you have your bagpipes with you? <laughs> no, it was a short. It was a last minute thing. Um, no pipes there, which was too bad. But uh, no, no pipes. Last minute thing. Got there. Crazy, uh, crazy event. And were you
2: carrying weapons or anything?
1: Not this time, no. No, but I have a feeling that some of those Secret Service guys were. You, I would guess. Mm-hmm.
2: I would guess, yeah.
1: Well, one thing I did not um, mention to the Prime Minister when we had our, our uh, conversation the other day was uh, it was probate. And, and that's because it is a provincial matter. Right. And so I expect, uh, regardless of who wins the election, uh, it should not affect... Uh, probate in any of the provinces or territories in the country, because again, it's not their purview; it's a provincial matter.
2: Right, and I'm politicians. If you've ever gone campaigning with a politician, door knocking, whether it's municipal, provincial, and federal, and, and I have on, on all three levels, it, it's quite fascinating because you go to a door and people will say, well, "What are you going to do about health care?" And the guy's running for a counselor and say, "Well, that's not in my purview. Yeah. That's that's above my pay grade. You got to that's a provincial matter," uh, and then provincial politicians. Well, we're getting the money from the feds, so you should talk to the feds as well. Pass the buck. But there are issues that that people think that every uh, level of government deals with. Maybe.
1: I I have to admit, I don't know when the next provincial election is scheduled to take place, but maybe probate will be a talking point when that time comes.
2: Well, then when it does, then or, maybe what we should do is or, we'll get some of the candidates on yeah, the or I was gonna program say, beforehand and get their thoughts on probate.
1: More specifically, maybe avoiding probate will be a topic. Exactly, point. which is the name of the show, by the way. Yeah, well, okay, having said that, uh, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll uh, get uh, down and dirty and talk, talk some more about probate.
0: Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome
2: back. This is, in fact, the Avoid Probate Show. Thank you for joining us. Just as a reminder, you can contact Jason during the course of the week by calling... Toll free at 1 7628. That's one eight four four six six seven seven six twenty eight. Or you can email him info at avoidprobate.ca. Avoid probate being one word. Info at avoidprobate.ca. And he will be happy to uh, answer any questions and concerns that you may have. You got a cottage?
1: Well, it's funny you ask if I have a cottage because about every <laughs> three months, my wife will turn to me right out of the blue and say, hey, we should get a cottage. And then I'll say, honey, we live at the cottage because, you know, our place in Pafferla has a lot of things that cottages have. If you don't Yeah, remember. yeah, you
2: know, I know what you're saying. Sp- spa-
1: a fire pit space. We're close to the lake. We're not right on the lake. Lake Simcoe.
2: Well not no, not even. Everybody goes to cottages all over. Exactly.
1: Well, I'm, I'm probably closer than a lot of people with cottages. If you know what I mean. There Get you to go. The lake. And so we can. And there's a boat launch. I'm. I could throw a rock and hit the river, the Pefferlaw River, which we use, uh, paddling and uh, kayaking and things like that. So that's what I mean when I say you're still washing your clothes in the river. <laughs> well. So banging
2: when, those rocks against only their- when
1: the stupid washing machine breaks down for the tenth time and uh, <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that either. But because
2: cottages is it, you you got an interesting story here, which people can access by the way by going to uh, um, avoidprobate.ca. You will send them the link to this story, which comes to us from MoneySense Magazine.
1: Yep, great magazine, especially uh, for advisors. Although it is it is aimed at the consumers, but there's good good technical stuff in there too for advisors, including. You know, the, the cottage planning, we, we learned, I learned a long time ago in my planning career, cottage planning is a big deal for Canadians. Canadians, I think I think they're almost like world famous for being passionate about the cottage.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and only we call it cottages in the States, they call them summer homes.
1: Interesting. But what if it's winter and you go up skidooing? <laughs> okay. They call it their winter Cause, home. Because I've done that. Uh, so friends of mine have a cottage near Rosso. And uh, we've we've taken the skidoo skidoo's up there and mm-hmm. had a great time. And more more recently, I was in Apsley. I think I mentioned that uh, you oh, told me you were going. I yeah, so a lovely part of the course. I couldn't believe, by the way, uh, with respect to all our friends and listeners in Apsley, how much it cost to rent a cottage in Apsley for a week. I was. Quite surprised.
2: Everything is. You, you're watching, like, um, Scott McGilvery show. That yeah, the, yeah. He does all the cottage yep. rentals. Yeah, yeah. Scott's Rules or whatever, whatever it's called. I mean, you look at the prices of cottages, like $250, 300 350 a night.
1: Yeah. A yeah. night? Yeah. That's yeah, that's big money. And if uh, if Grandpa bought a cottage on uh, Lake Muskoka in 1955 for 10000 bucks, <laughs> guess what, people? Yeah. There is a tax problem waiting to happen there, and that is a good segue into the story that we're going to talk about today uh, it's called four ways to pass on the family cottage because this is a this is a planning hot potato yeah um, so I'll, I'll read uh, some of this intro here again it's a money sense article I'd be happy to send anybody the the link if you want a, uh, a copy of it minimizing tax is only one factor to consider when passing on the family cottage and I, of course because um, I'm jumping ahead now but there are people who, they really want it to stay in the family. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's tricky. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, it goes on to say that you can't, you can't spend an afternoon paddling rivers or jumping off a dock without wondering uh, where we as Canadians would be without cottage life. Yet the joy of living a bit rough with the bugs, the loons, and everything in between can unfortunately become a source of stress. As aging parents start to ponder how to pass on the family cottage to the next generation. Uh, despite what you might think, there's no one size fits all solution when it comes to estate planning and cottages. Of course, we say that here on the show all the time. Every situation is different. That's why we do our little disclaimer, which I guess I'll do uh, l- later on before the show's over, um, to help make more informed decisions. And we're going to look at four different strategies for passing the cottage on to the kids or not. Right. Because that's a strategy too. Sure right? Not passing them. So starting with number one, uh, pass it on before you die. Common solution, gift the cottage while you're still alive. This typically only works if you no longer want to use it or visit the cottage. Uh, you only ha- If you only have one child uh, that can take ownership of the property, that helps, keeps the thing simple. Of course, that's not always the case. And you can imagine, oh boy, I know families aren't as big as they used to be, but imagine, I mean, eight kids, and they all get the cottage and half of yeah, them, yeah. them have a sibling, uh, half of them don't, and then it's uh, who,
2: And if they're only going up there the summer, essentially they're all getting like a week or yeah, so. Yeah, who
1: gets what weekend? Uh, who's paying for this? Can they all afford it equally? Of course not, because they're all they're not all in the same you know economic class. Yeah. Right? And and the problem is that that, that can create uh, nightmares, I guess. It could create um, once the cottage is gifted, of course, you've got to remember it's not yours anymore. Uh, so you lose control over it. And this means that your child could sell it. Or it could become an exposed asset if, say, uh, your child was to go through a divorce or be sued or, or anything like that. So gifting it, uh, all these solutions have pros and cons. Uh, still, if you decide this is the best option, considering, consider gifting the cottage over a period of five years by stretching the gift over a period of time, you can avoid a large one-time ugly tax bill. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, that's not in the word. Not in that.
2: Well, I said if you're just gifting it, I didn't realize you're, you're taxed on that.
1: Yeah, of course, uh, especially if it's to something called a non-arm's length. So if it's your kid, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna do a segment on non-arm's length uh, planning issues because it comes up a lot, and you can't just gift it to the kid and avoid the tax. Nobody would ever pay tax. On the gains, I mean, we just go from generation to generation to generation. It Doesn't work that way. And in fact, gifting it can cause more tax problems than you solve. We'll talk about that uh, when we cover the non-arm's length um, tax rules. If you're interested, in the meantime, listeners, Google non-arm's length uh, taxation, and you'll get all kinds of uh, information to to study up. And then you can test me when we do it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other concern, uh, when if you if you gift and you're taxed in that year, you know, you run the risk of um, eating into your old age security benefits. That's right, right? because
2: they claw, once you hit a certain percentage of right. profit a year, they start clawing back.
1: So, I mean, We give and
2: we take it away. Yeah,
1: it's, you could say it's a good problem to have. Not many people look at it like that. It only begins to get clawed back. I don't have the figure in front of me. I'm going to say around $84,000. I
2: think it's about seventy two uh, clear.
1: Uh, it might be, in, 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 and that's of, just, in terms
2: of your income,
1: and that's just the start of the clawback, right? It's it's a it's like a one one dollar for every three dollars, something like that. And it's, so it's not fully clawed back until you make about one hundred twenty five grand. But but if you sell a cottage, well, you made one hundred twenty five grand, especially mm-hmm. if it was, it was like, like,
2: more than likely today. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, unless you bought it a week ago, right?
1: So basically, your OAS is gone for for that year, yeah. and that's that's pretty punitive. You know, that's a lot. That's and it's not a lot of money. Well, OES
2: right now is about six something a month.
1: Okay. Still, I mean, it's still you know, if, if if sprinkling it over a, a five year period solves that problem for you, well, then you should uh, you should consider doing that. Um, what else to say here? The you could also make use of um, this five year sale of the college using a formal formal promissory uh, note that would show the fair market value of the cottage. The note would be worded in such a way that the parent could collect the proceeds from the sale over five years. Um, Keep in mind, your kids don't actually need to transfer the money to you because it can be forgiven uh, on death. This is a common strategy. And this was also a mail... Should have been a mailbag item. You know, you can can take back the mortgage if the kids don't have the money. You can take back the mortgage. So now they owe you the balance. But on your death, you say... um, this is a common will planning strategy, by the way. I, I forgive all debts. But it's, a, it's a common will strategy to forgive all debts, including the ones that your, your kids owe because of, because of the cottage purchase. Another option, of course, is to leave the cottage to your children in your will. Uh, you've got a couple of options. If you choose this route, you can name your heirs in your will who will become co-owners of the asset upon your death, or you can create a trust that owns the cottage and each of the heirs gets a portion of the trust uh, the trust uh, is a popular is popular for those who want more control over what happens to the cottage by using a trust you can allocate funds these funds can be used to maintain the property uh, better still the trust will protect the cottage from any legal disputes that may arise including bankruptcy liens and divorce uh, mm. h- however since since the setup and maintenance of trust costs money Usually about 1% to 2% of the asset's value, a fee that's paid each year, uh, also requires um, regular tax returns and accounting, accounting fees, things like that. Most people opt to simply pass on the property through the will. Uh, If this is the route you take, consider requesting the kids to sign a co-ownership agreement that stipulates who's responsible for the bills and maintenance of the property. Uh, That way everyone is aware from day one uh, the possibility that comes with this reward. This agreement can also stipulate how joint owners can go about selling their portion of the asset, and that's something else parents got to realize. I mean, if you're co, you're sharing it and you're a co-owner, um, there's nothing stopping you, unless it's in the agreement, from selling your share.
2: Right. But we talked about the, the, passing it on before you die, and you're doing that, and there's tax implications. Yes. But if you gift gifted in your will, there are no tax implications.
1: Not true. Uh, the estate will have to pay the tax. So, you got to remember, in this country... On the value of... Yep, in this country... Now, now there, we could... I don't want to c- complicate matters by bringing in the principal residence exemption option, which is an option. Um, but remember, in this country, when you die, the government pretends you sold everything you own the, the minute before you died. And so, it's just like it was sold, and therefore, the unrealized gain is taxable in that tax year. So, whether you sell it, today and live for another 10 years or die today, it's deemed sold. Right. In both situations. But,
2: but as opposed to a principal residence, if I leave that in my will to my children, there's no tax implications yeah, there. Yeah, right. Because, because we, it's a principal residence. Right
1: now, we all get one principal
2: residence per family. And we'll see if that changes. And that's a federal matter.
1: That's a federal matter. And there's rumors, which we, we don't need to get into that right now, but there are rumors there could be changes there. Um, and, and what... A lot of people misunderstand is you have the option of choosing which property you're going to declare as your principal residence. So in theory, I want to be clear because I want to answer your question. It is possible not to pay tax on the cottage if you decide that that's your principal residence. Right. But that means the house is in the city. Is going to be taxed because you only get one or the other,
2: right? So, so you decide which one is worth more.
1: It's a mathematical calculation because in some
2: cases people have, yeah. you know, spend nine months of the year at your cottage or, or most of the time at the cottage or down south, and so their principal residence uh, in in Toronto, let's say, uh, is is a smaller residence because they they only use it a minimal amount of time, so it may be worth less than the cottage where they spend a bulk of their time. Yeah,
1: but you, the value of the property, is not a function of use. You know what I mean? like no, a, I know, but what
2: I'm saying is that's that's why you may have you may have a, most people's cottages are not worth as much as their homes, right? But what I'm saying in cases of people who spend a, a large amount of time at their cottages, they may have invested more into upgrading the cottage than their yep. homes because right. they're there more often,
1: right? So emphasis on most people. There are exceptions to that rule where sure. where I mentioned I mentioned Grandpa bought one for ten thousand bucks in 1955 on Lake Muskoka, and today it's worth five million. Basically, that's $5 million of capital gains. And the house in the city hasn't increased by $5 million. No. It's only increased by four <laughs> so, <laughs> so but That's why I said it's a mathematical calculation. It's as simple as that. Yeah. A lot of people don't do the calculation, though, because they just they just think that deferring tax today is the best option. Well, it might not be the best option. And nobody wants to pay it earlier than they have to. But if it's going to save you a quarter of a million dollars uh, over the next 10 years or whatever by paying it today instead of deferring it, then that's a decision you got to make based on the numbers. All right. Should we take a break? Yeah, I think we should take a break. Uh, There's a couple more options here as to uh, what to do with the cottage, and we can cover that when we get back.
2: All right. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show, and this is Zuma Radio,
0: AM 740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this.
3: My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in.
1: There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked
3: me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason
1: went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that and it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder.
3: Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca?
1: Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but
3: Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right
1: thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you.
3: Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628.
0: This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're
2: listening to the Avoid Probate Show uh, with Jason and me, Ted. Just a reminder, the information that we provide in this program is for general consumption only. We're not intending this to provide particular legal or investment advice. In fact, every situation is different. So you have to, if you have, that is, legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Or, of course, you can contact Jason. Email is info at avoidprobate, one word, dot C-A. Info at avoid probate.ca or toll free one 844 667 Seven six two eight one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight, and we're uh, discussing ways to pass on the family cottage. It uh, comes to us, the idea and much of the information from Money Sense mm-hmm. magazine, folks.
1: Yes, because renting a car is very expensive, although it's um, it's ideal in some cases. You don't have the hassles that come with owning one, mm-hmm. and you can pick and choose different locations, assuming you get availability, because yep. that's a challenge lately. You're <laughs> yeah, doing it in advance. Yeah, but uh, renting is not a bad idea. I'm just throwing that out there. But getting back to the taxation, because that's, that's the crux of it here, um, when you're selling it or, or, or disposing of it somehow. Another way to address the capital gains tax burden uh, when passing the cottage on to family members is to allocate funds from a life insurance payout. You can simply state that the funds from a life insurance policy should be used to pay the capital gains tax owed by the estate because it's going to be deemed to have been sold the minute before you pass away, and that triggers the tax bill if it's not your principal residence. Uh, or you can make the cottage trust if we if you went with the trust option the trust could be the beneficiary of your insurance policy upon your death the insurance money would go into the trust and the heirs would then be um, would pay the outstanding taxes on the cottage with this money this this strategy can be popular but of course um, you have to be insurable somebody has to be insurable and if if you know grandpa bought the cottage in 1955 and today grandpa's 85. Uh, don't check my math on that. I'm just saying it's hard to get insurance on an 85-year-old <laughs> individual. So if he's the owner and uh, he's gotten to that that age, insurance may not be an option. If, if the owner is not quite that old, well, insurance can be an option. And I've seen situations, and I want the listeners to understand, yeah, this is the avoid probate show, and, you know, probate's part of this because the cottage will be probated uh, unless we do things to avoid that as well. But I've done uh, family presentations where the cottage is the issue and it's we can propose, okay, well, the insurance on, on the owner, mom or dad, who might be 60, 70 years old, it's not cheap, but the kids can all chip in. If the kids, if it's their goal to keep the cottage in the family, and that's, that's important to understand that that has to be the goal for what, sentimental reasons or whatever, if that's the goal, then the kids are often willing to each throw in 100 bucks a month. For a life insurance policy on Mom, so that when Mom's gone, boom, you know, three hundred grand or whatever the number is, pays out specifically to offset the gain on the cottage. Or the capital gains. The capital gains. That makes if, sense. If you because if you don't have the cash in the estate to pay the gain, you have to sell the place. So if you want to keep it in the family mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and there isn't liquidity enough, there isn't enough, there isn't half a million cash, and you're not going to find it then you're, you're going to be forced to sell the cottage and that, that does not achieve your goal, right? The financial planning process is about achieving your goal. Everyone's goal is different and I don't want to sound rude when I say this, but I don't care what your goal is, but you tell me what it is and my job is to help you achieve it, right? And right. That, that's that's what a good planner does. I, we don't judge. It can, it can be whatever it is. Our job is to help you achieve that goal. So insurance and, yeah, um we can provide that solution at avoidprobate.ca. It's not a probate uh, product per se, but we are licensed advisors. We're licensed life advisors. That's why we, that's why the solution we pro- provide to avoid probate on, on the investments is an insurance solution. When we do that, no cost transfer from the bank. You know, I've got to repeat it every week. Um yeah, funny story on that. I'll get back to it. Uh, no cost transfer from the bank of the, the insurance money that's there that you can't put a beneficiary on. Over to the insurance company where the rules are different, you can put a beneficiary on the money. That avoids the probate on that money. And you have to be a life license advisor to do that. So it's not an insurance product. And I often say we're not talking about life insurance when we're talking about that solution. Right now I am talking about life insurance yeah. as a way to offset, not avoid, offset the, the bill, the tax bill on the cottage. You can't avoid it. You can replace that money, right? Right. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Lastly, I think I got time to squeeze this in. Yeah, yes. you do. Oh, and getting back to the comment I was going to make about repeating myself, you know, with apologies to the listeners, because I, I, I've said to you, Ted, before many times. Sometimes I feel like a broken record when we're here repeating the same message over and over and over again. But I know it's important to do that. Sure. Right. A, there's new listeners. Let's hope there's new listeners. Welcome, by the way, if you're listening for the first time this morning, we're glad you're here. Tell your friends. Um, and there's people who don't. For some reason, here every week show. No, of course. And, right. So I get it. I get it. So we have to repeat the message because that's why we're here. That's a very strong message. Yet, I got this note the other day in the mailbag. I guess I'll jump to a quick mailbag item. And the person said, I don't have it in front of me, uh, word for word, but they said, oh, I love your show. Listen all the time. But you never talk about what the solution is. And I'm thinking, are you crazy? I, I say it every week. I, at least I think I do. I try to remember to say it every week. Uh, remind me if I forget to say it some week, okay?
2: I will. <laughs> Last and the cipher yet,
1: right? Well, then we'll have to rely on Kelly. Right. Um, Are you there Kelly? Yeah, she, she'll be there. She'll be there for us when we, when we need her. Okay, um, okay, no, no pressure, Kelly. So, lastly, uh, with the cottage, and I gotta, I gotta say, kind of this is kind of like my favorite. Um, just sell it. You know, it's it's so much easier in so many ways. You've got the cash now. You can divvy the cash up. You know, maybe this kid is is entitled to a little bit more extra cash because they don't already they don't already owe you 100 grand like the other kid does or thing it just gives you more vers- versatility and more options plus you know the the thought of a cottage surviving three generations okay passing on to two kids fine now those kids get married and have kids and now there's eight like i said before well that's the
2: thing it gets
1: it's, it, it, it's like how far can you go there's just no way, practically speaking.
2: It becomes very uh, a logistical nightmare.
1: A nightmare to manage. Uh, a recipe for disaster. Like acrimony everywhere <laughs> amongst the family. Now the kids aren't talking to each other. The siblings aren't talking to each other no, but The thing is,
2: right. the great thing about selling it, if I may I interrupt here, the great the thing, thing about up. selling it is, is you see, it, the
1: option is always there for the kids to buy it. Exactly. So, just to read the last couple of uh, lines here in the article... The final option is to simply sell the cottage and then gift the proceeds to your kids. Of course, again, there's you got there's a tax bill to pay, but you've sold it, so you have the proceeds from the sale. You made a whack of cash, you probably. made a whack of cash. So satisfying the tax bill isn't a problem. It's not fun to write a check for three hundred and fifty grand to the tax man, but you can do it because you sold it for a million bucks, right? That's right. So it's it's feasible, it's doable. Um, then you can stipulate in your will that upon your death the cottage should be sold. Uh, once all taxes and transa- uh, transaction costs are paid the remaining money uh, should be split amongst your kids or whoever um i always say the kids the church the cat whatever you want uh the whole jojo thing yeah yeah then, right then they can use their share to purchase their own cottage right somewhere else maybe they don't like that lake anymore maybe they don't like the neighbors anymore no right flexibility uh again, of course the difficulty with this is that the family Or cottage, maybe they
2: want to buy it uh, buy another cottage with somebody on the other side of the family. Maybe.
1: Exactly. I mean, there's all kinds More of options. Yeah, options. Options, options, options. I'm always, when we're doing planning for, for people and our, our good listeners, it's all about options, in my opinion. And that's one reason why I can't stand GICs. You know, speaking of a broken record, you know, your money's locked in. Where are the options? If you can't access your money, how is that options? Don't get me started on GICs.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, too late. I promise. I, I
1: so. Promise. The difficulty with the option, with the just sell it option, is that the family Mm. cottage, quote, family cottage, won't survive for generations with your family. But it's also the cleanest, easiest way to transfer the value of the asset to the Mm -hmm. next generation.
2: So essentially, let me just break this in in the most most simplistic way I possibly can. I have a cottage. I sell the cottage. uh, I have a tax a bill now of two hundred thousand dollars. I sell the, t- I sell it. I pay the tax bill with the profits, and I'm still left with three hundred thousand after I pay. Right. So I decide I want to give a hundred thousand to each, uh, each of my three kids. Sure. There's no tax on that. That's un- correct. On gifting. That's correct. So then you, everybody walks away happy. So that's the right. Kids who've got a hundred grand, you want to go? Here's a hundred. Exactly. Grand, I know. Go find yourself your own cottage, nice and clean. And I'll be up there to visit, and you clean. <laughs>
1: me too. Well, <laughs> me too. I'll, oh yeah, sure. I'll bring my um my
2: kayak. Speaking of mailbag, we shall look into the mailbag, peer into it moments from now,
0: but first we'll take a break, and you are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca
2: All right, let's head down and talk to our friend Tom Mahalik at Tom's Place. 190 Baldwin, by the way, in the heart of Kensington Market. Mr. Mahalik, fall is upon us, and that means the great fall fashions are here, and as usual, discounted galore.
4: You know, we have corduroy trousers, very light-knit sweaters. We're ready for the fall. We knew the fall was coming. Beautiful sport jackets that have textures, amazing top coats, amazing sport jackets, amazing outerwear. And one thing that I'm very proud of, we never give up uh you know selling suits and sport jackets. We had a wonderful young man that came in from rochester Rochester New York, and he says tom i couldn't find find a suit in my so- size I'm a size thirty eight short Well, we had hundreds for him. We had a wedding party that came in from Ohio because they couldn't find the selection, so even even the people in the United States knows. Tom Mihalik of Tom's Place in Kensington Market has the best selection of suitings in North America right now. In North America, and I'm proud to say that I never give up on suits, and yes, suits are selling all the time.
2: Good stuff. And everything sells at Tom's at a ridiculously low price. Tom's Place, One Ninety Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. Welcome back. You are listening to The Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here, along with me, Ted Wollishan, and you, while most of you know your own names. Don't forget, uh, the mailbag is available to you each and every week. Uh, You can email... Jason at your leisure at info at avoidprobate.ca or call toll-free 1-844-667-7628. That's 1-844-667-7628. And the email again, info at avoidprobate, one word, .ca.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ted. Thanks for that. Also, I'd like to remind the listeners uh, there is, if you go to the website, there's lots of good information there. That is the name of the company, avoidprobate.ca. That is the website URL, uh, the web address, and there's a nifty little probate calculator there where you can punch in the numbers, free free to play with, and you'll get an idea of what the probate uh, might look like for your estate or your parents' estate, you know, and uh, it's getting lots of traffic, and I'm happy to see that, we don't, uh, it's it's private, I don't, we don't know who's using it, I just know it gets used because I, I get that ping, mm-hmm. um, so that's good, and uh Keep it up and keep up the uh, the letters and the phone calls. What I'm going to do is just go through some of my notes here real quick. I don't have you know any lengthy individual mailbag stories, unfortunately, but I want to just touch on a few different things in no particular order. Um, got a call from a lady who listens to the show, and she is 71 this year, and the advisor that she had been using at the bank for a long, long time uh, retired, so she's been assigned a new advisor. And she doesn't, you know, she's not particularly connected. She's not, she's not necessarily unhappy with the new person. She just doesn't know this new person. And so if it's ever a time to make a switch or make a change, this is a pretty good time because as she knows, and I reminded her, uh, she has till the end of this year to riff. So when you're 71, in the year you turn 71, you have until the end of that year to do do something with your RSP. And so uh,
2: I turned, I, not this year, you three years away from that, but when I turn 71, it'll be in December of whatever year that'll be.
1: You can, you can turn your RSP into a RIF anytime you want, right? but you must do it before the end of the year you turn 71. Right. In fact, you can, a lot of people don't know this. You can turn your RSP into a RIF and then turn it back to an RSP and then turn it back to a RIF, and then turn it back to an, you can flip flop all day long if you want to until you're 71. Why would you do that? <laughs> That's a good question. The, the, the RIF, why you would do that is if you were using the income from the RSP on a regular basis for something. Um, you know, you need to pay a car payment. I don't know, you got a new car and you want to make the car payment out of your RSP and so you just say to the financial institution, uh, flip my RSP into a RIF mm-hmm. and I'm going to start taking a, a 500 bucks a month towards my car payment and that 500 bucks a month just goes into your bank account automatically as as a RIF payment. Um, it's just just for easy, instead of calling every month and saying, I need 500 bucks out of my RSP, you can just make it an automatic process by making it into a riff.
2: So then they, they actually paid for you?
1: Yeah, they can. Yeah, you can do it that way. Um, but it's important to understand, uh, listeners, that riffing is one of three options. A lot of people don't realize you don't have to riff. And that's probably going to catch some people by surprise. You do not have to riff your RSP. You can buy an annuity with it a registered annuity. Uh, that's probably something people, a lot of people are unfamiliar with and maybe we should talk about that one day. A registered annuity or cash it in. Now, that doesn't seem like it's, uh, appe- probably not appeasing to a lot of people, appealing to a lot of people. I just want to make it clear, it's an option. Mm-hmm. And there could be good reasons to do that. Um, if, if it happens to be a year where you have like ridiculously large tax deductions and those deductions can offset the income from bringing that RSP money into you, into your taxable income, mm-hmm. and if it becomes a wash, and you can you can wash half a million dollars, well, wash it. Put that half million bucks in your pocket, no strings attached, no tax to pay if you've got offsetting deductions. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, there's there could be other reasons, but those are the three options. Most people, of course, opt for the RIF. And the RIF, let's check the time here. Yeah, the RIF is the RSP in reverse. And when people tell me oh, I don't believe in RSPs because they're a ripoff and my dad got ripped off or my grandpa got ripped off in his RSP. It's a big tax grab. When I hear that, that tells me they don't understand how it works. The money inside your RSP, quick RSP 101 here, the money inside that plan is money you have never spent 10 cents of tax on. You have not paid any income tax on that money. That's why you get a refund if you make an RSP contribution and you've had tax prepaid because your employer takes tax off. The employer doesn't know if you've made a, an RSP contribution. So you're having tax taken off your paycheck. You put 10,000 bucks in the RSP. You tell Revenue Canada at tax time, Hey, I put 10 grand in my RSP to save for my own retirement. So I can look after it myself. So the government doesn't have to do it. Tax says, Oh, thank you. Good for you. Here's the income tax that you paid on that 10 grand. We're giving it back to you. That's a refund. That's what a tax refund is. Yeah. Okay, so in a sense, you've never paid income on that money inside that RSP. And now that 10 grand's grown. It's been in there for 30 years. The 10 grand's worth 50 grand. You still haven't paid any tax. And now you're 71 years old. And the taxman says, okay, buddy, time to start paying the piper. So whether you need the money as income or not, they make you, they force you to take withdrawals. You convert that RSP into a RIF. The minimum RIF payment that you have to take is based on your age. The old formula was one over 90 minus your age. That was the minimum amount you had to take out of the plan. You, whether you take it or not, you're paying tax on it. So you might as well take it. It's mm-hmm. silly to leave it in there if you're going to pay tax on it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens. So as you get older, the the minimum amount gets bigger. You're forced to withdraw more and more whether you need the income or not, like I said, until you get to a certain age. They changed it. I don't know. I think it's like 83, 84. And now the minimum is 20%. And when you're taking 20% out, your riff goes to zero pretty fast, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not making twenty percent. No, right. <laughs> no, right. not 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 normally. So, okay, long story there about about the riff and and getting back to this lady who reached out to us. I said, well, you know, if you're not particularly tied to this person at the bank, then maybe now since you have to riff, let us riff it for you. We can do that. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the probate show, and we're the we're the probate people. But I, again, we're we're general professional financial advisors who can help with other parts of the financial plan, including riffing? So she said, yeah. Um, Well, no, she didn't say yeah. I'm just going to finish this real quick. She said, why should we work with you? And I thought, well, that's a good question, and I'd be happy to answer it. And I just explained. 20-plus years in the business. Became a certified financial planner back in 2001. Did a stint on the board of directors for the Canadian Institute of Financial Advisors. Uh, That was fun. Other designations followed, including Certified executor Advisor, Owner Operator of AvoidProbate.ca. Oh, and by the way, um, I'm the guy on the radio with uh, the world-famous Ted Walsh and every Sunday morning on AM 740.
2: Oh, well, you had me up until last <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: anyway, uh, oh, and, and, and we're independent. So, you know, the, the nice lady at the bank, uh, she's very nice, and maybe she's very good at what she does, but she's got to represent the bank's products. That's right. And we don't, we're not, we're not pegged and into that
2: hole, and that's a story that we'll deal with at a later date about how banks really are our sales companies. That's their whole you, being, their whole raise at his own debt is to sell products
1: to you. Somebody's been reading ahead, yes, ladies I and have. gentlemen. Well, I'd been, like to do my homework. Someone's been reading ahead. That is definitely a, a, we have a really I don't know juicy story. Not for today, maybe for next week. No,
2: I think we should do it next week. It's, it's a great story. It's a great story. It comes from an article from uh, uh, Rob Carrick from the Globe and You must
1: Mayo. know Rob, do you?
2: I don't know him personally, but I, I certainly know of his work.
1: Have you interviewed him? No. Well, maybe it's not too late. Maybe it's not. Maybe he could be a guest on the show. Maybe he could. In
2: fact, <laughs> do. but why don't you just do it right now we'll talk about this Great story that he wrote. Because well, because
1: because we're running out of time. That's he why he really I,
2: takes a takes a shot at banks. Yeah. and we're not here to, to dump on banks. But, but well, we didn't write the story. No, we didn't write the story. But he raises some interesting points. And, and it, it, it's, being that, listen, that they're here to sell products to you, products and services.
1: That's right. And he really uh, he pulls no punches in this story. We're really uh, teasing the audience for. Uh, you're gonna, they're just going to have to come back next Sunday. That's right. And uh,
2: That's right. But before that happens, we have to break and come back to say goodbye so you can come back next Sunday.
1: Okay. Make if sense? you say so.
2: Yep. We're back in a moment right here on the Avoid Probate Show on Zumba Radio, AM
0: 740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember Insert Your Name
3: and we're heartbroken because Insert Your Name did not avoid probate.
0: So the loved ones of Insert Your Name have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent
3: changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca
0: this is Avoid Probate on Zuma Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening
2: to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler, Ted Walsh. And Jason, you have a special uh, announcement to make. A, f- a familial announcement.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, it is actually my favorite brother's birthday today. So shout out there to Zachary. Happy birthday, Zachary. Um, your birthday present's in the mail. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: It's in the mail. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Uh, so don't forget, it's election day tomorrow. If you have not already voted, um, do yourself a favor and, and go out there. And again, as I mentioned before, if you spoil your ballot, you spoil your ballot. But at least, you know, make the effort to to, to do something, say something, make a mark. Yes. Not everybody in this world has that opportunity. I was just
1: going to say, enjoy the privilege that uh, so many fought for. Yeah, exactly. So... No guests to thank this week, but I think that's going to change. We got a bunch of guests lined up for the near future. So please uh, mark your calendar for Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. here on Zoomer Radio. Thank you to our producer today, Kelly, for doing a wonderful job as usual. Thanks to Ted Walshin for decades of radio excellence. Thank you, Zoomers, again for your time today. What do you think, Ted? Next uh, Sunday, can you sque- Absolutely. squeeze us in? Absolutely. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.
0: You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.